The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's up, everybody? Jim, did you get a chance to check out Slasher? Did you did you look into that at all? No, I downloaded it. Um, I uh, as we were talking, I got other things I got to do after this, and then when I come home, I'm going to relax and check it out. Then, but- yes. For listeners who don't know, um, this just came on my radar yesterday. I don't know. I think it may have been around for a little bit. I don't know how long it's been around. I didn't really do too much research into it yet. Um, But if you're a fan of horror, this is kind of a social media app for horror fans to kind of network and interact with like-minded individuals. Um, Yeah. So a buddy of of mine, uh, Drew Lopez, he's an artist out Mm, in uh, mm -hmm. California. If you want to check out his artwork, head over to his Instagram, I underscore Drew underscore Andrew. I should have um, connected up with him when I was out there. Dude, he is a huge horror fan, huge horror Damn, movie dude. fan. Um, he's he's so, do you know, you know, if I say mutant family, you know what that means? <sighs> no, I don't. All right. So the mutant family, if you're out there, you know what I'm talking about, uh, is basically what fans of the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs calls themselves. And they're, they're referred to uh, these fans are referred to as the mutants, uh, by Joe Bob and Darcy, the male girl as well. Um, but he's huge into that show, loves it. But he's one of these guys that um, he watches it every Friday religiously when it plays live. Right. And if you have not seen it, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, um, he's a horror host, a horror movie host that's been around forever, dude. He used to have shows on TNT and all kinds of like local cable shows. Um, but it's basically his show is introducing horror movies and then little you know segments in between, sometimes interviews with the writers or, or actors in the film. Um so now he has a show on Shudder called Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. And every Friday night when it's in season, I think it's in the third season now. Uh, yeah, he it's shows still going two, on right now. He shows two movies. Yeah, it's currently live. The season's live now. He shows two movies. So he'll show a movie. He'll do an intro. He'll show the movie about quarter of the way into the movie. 30 minutes in, he'll take a break, come back, talk about it a little bit, talk to Darcy, take some tweets, answer some questions, maybe have a guest on the show and talk about the making of the film. You know, basically that's the thing. He's hosting the film. You're watching the film. There's two films in a row. Drew is one of these guys that watches them both and then does a drawing for each movie. Like he'll do a sketch card or a portrait. So if you follow him on Instagram or you follow him on Twitter, I believe it's the same handle on Twitter. Um, You'll see his he's constantly got all pieces of artwork up. Uh dude, there it's amazing, dude. He's he's really he's a he's such a good portrait artist. And when he does these scenes from horror films, dude, yeah. So, so good. <laughs> Did you ever see Cannibal Holocaust? Oh no, oh, damn. Yes. yes oh, okay, yeah. I'll I'll have to tag you in his piece he did for that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yes. Uh, but anyway, he's the one who introduced me to this. He, I saw him, well, not me specifically. He tweeted about it saying, you know, if you're a fan of mutant family and if you're a fan of horror and you're not on this, you know, or if you're on this and come find me, I have a profile. So I was like, let me see what this is. I pulled up my phone, pulled up slasher. 
uh, reached out to him and or not reached out to him, uh, installed the app, found him on there, sent him a friend request. And then the next thing I know, I started just getting mad, crazy friend requests. Like, I mean, like, like mad, all these people just reaching out. I mean, everybody's just trying to connect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just like, accept, 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 accept. Cause I'm going to use this app (laughs) completely for this podcast and for history creeps, but mostly to be honest for this one, because history creeps isn't much horror, right? There's creepy stuff. In the way of, in the way of like, um, cause the way you're presenting this app to me, it seems like it's horror in the sense Mm -hmm. of media. Media, not horror so like, films, books. Not so much like things that have happened in the world. Yeah. And, and and we in History Creeps, we go along like we there's horror aspects if you're talking about like serial killers and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's more historical. We cover paranormal stuff. Yeah. Where this is like horror movies, horror books, horror comics, horror conventions, horror cosplay, horror. Right. So, yeah, it's mostly going to be for for out of the shadows to kind of get out there and interact and, and make sure people hear us, dude. So, okay. listeners, if you've not checked it out, our shadow people, our shadow people, our get shadow out there, people, get out there and uh, get the slasher app and come find me. The real Chris Chavez. I'm in there. I'm on there. I'll I'll uh, I'll accept your friend request and then we'll talk all things horror. I'll post every time we have a new episode. I'll post on there and if you want to speak specifically about the episode with uh, uh with me, um I'll be happy to. So yeah, and I'll be on there tonight there hopefully. There we go. I'll post our, I'll post our handles on the social media. Oh, hey, by oh. the way, in case anybody oh. doesn't know, uh <laughs> we're on Twitter and Facebook now uh Ooh. at uh out of the shadows. You can find us on Facebook. Um Twitter, we are O-O-T-S pod. O-O-T-S. Oots pod. Oots pod. O-O out of the shadows pod. Okay. So O-O-T-S pod on find Twitter. us. Message us. Interact yes. with us. Yes. Tell us what you think of the episodes. Tell us if what you thought of the movies if you're watching along. Yes. Uh, we got to start gathering the shadow people, dude. Yes. We got to yes, gather the shadow people. I want to start. I want to get to a point where this show is kind of we start going to like horror conventions and oh, people absolutely. come up to us and, and like we, we have a gathering of shadow people at the conventions. Damn. Yeah, absolutely, dude. No, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Those are going to be so there. fun. Even Let's if we're like, even if we're like at this level where we've got maybe five listeners to every episode, it's still going to be fun just to go to the <laughs> conventions, dude. Yeah. Have a good time. Absolutely. Um, all right, dude, let's get into it. We cool. are finished. Dude, we're finishing out our silent film era, 1920s yes. horror. Yes. I got to be honest, okay? Yeah. This was probably the one out of the four that I was least looking forward to. Really? This is, in my opinion, out of the four that we watched, the weakest of the four. Wow, okay. Um, I give myself a three for four uh, on this whole uh, interlude between 1980 and 1981. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I did good picking the other three, but this one, I, uh, if I would have seen this one before, I would not have picked it for this. Oh, this is an interest. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to start by saying we're ending our 1920s silent horror films and there's this kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of going to miss watching some silent horror. You know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't mind coming back to this in the future again. Absolutely. Right. This was, yeah. it was, it was definitely an experience and I really enjoyed it and, and I'm glad I did it. Um, and then I was going to mention this one and then I was going to say the one that you chose. Okay. Obviously this is not going to be up. I mean, this is not so for me, I think I've already said it right. Caligari for me is yeah. the top, you know, Phantom. Great. Phantom you know? is my top out of these four. Absolutely. But 
I would say this this isn't bad either, dude. I wouldn't say it's right there with Nosferatu. Actually, you know what? I might even tie it with Nosferatu for me. But I don't think it was bad. Um, so let's get into this because so this week we're talking about the fall of the House of Usher. But it's yes. the fall of the House of Usher. That is the 1928 version. It's a French version by Jean. I, I, oh man, I was supposed to have it up and I forgot to. <laughs> You're good, dude. Uh, Gene Epstein. No relation to Jeff Jean. As far as Jean Epstein. Jean Epstein, right? Because that's French. Jean. Yes, dude. Have you seen a picture of this dude? No, I have not. Let me look, dude. Check out this dude's profile. This picture on, on Wikipedia. He is very stylish. I want that dude's picture up on the wall somewhere because he. Like and then the people mirror. will be like, "Who is that dude?" And I'll be like, "He's the one who did a 1928 dude, you version." Don't, you, you don't know who that is. <laughs> of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's "The Fall of the House of Usher." Yes. So we a lot of times we talk about you know the way we kind of go into our our reviews and discussion on these movies. And it's not along the lines of the way I do silence your phones, where we break things down in segments. A lot of times we start off conversations as if we walked out of a movie theater and said, so what did you think? Right. You mm-hmm. jumped right on it, bro. You're just like, yeah, that's this, this. I wish I hadn't picked this. <laughs> <laughs> so if we had paid tickets to go see this, you would have came out going like, dude, I wish I hadn't spent money on that shit. No, you know what? I, I'm glad I would have spent money on it because okay. it was it was enjoyable and it was an experience. Like I said, I yeah. like watching these silent films. Yeah. Um. So it was enjoyable to watch it, but out of the four that I picked, it was I, I felt like it was the weakest. Okay. Um, so let's talk. What 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 yeah. do you think? What 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 was it about it that you were like, eh? I. Uh, the uh, I think p- part of it is the uh, uh, avant garde. Um angle that they took on it i just wasn't very very yeah, artistic right it. dude i'm watching it and i'm thinking is this is very art school like when you yeah. watch a depiction of art you know a film school um in like movies and stuff and they talk about film schools right and they talk about like these kids that come out of film school it's always these kinds of movies you yeah. see right like yeah. these really off the wall kind of flashes of certain imagery with weird music and then like you know and, Just and weird so, images that like don't really have any sort of uh, uh what's yeah. the word? um uh flowing plot they're just kind yeah. of like one after another yeah that happens in this film dude i re- so watching this so okay so for anybody who doesn't know what this is the fall of the house of usher is a story by edgar Allan poe and the story itself is about this guy and his sister who are both kind of sickly you know they're not doing too well the guy really feels like the house that they're living in is alive and is kind of sucking the life out of him and he writes to one of his friends and says can you come out here you know please come visit us do something to help us so the friend uh comes out to visit them and um we go through this thing where the sister ends up quote unquote dying and i yeah. remember like they it was either they buried her or they yeah they put her in the they ground her, or something. they put her in the uh um the catacomb yeah, that's what, you want to that's what it was. The, yeah, the catacombs. Or the mausoleum. And she ends up like clawing her way out because she wasn't dead. It was some sort of catatonic thing that she was in. Yeah, in yeah. She state. had this disorder that would, um, which is actually a really creepy thing if you think about it, because that still happens to people today where they'll quote unquote die and like their heart rate won't be picked up on any sort of machine and then they'll wake up in the morgue. Luckily, before they get 
like embalmed. Dude, can you imagine like for ones that are in the middle of like they wake up because they felt the scalpel? Oh, and they got to go through that and they can't. They're, they're literally you know being, I mean? being autopsy. There's a there's a Stephen King short story. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Where the dude gets bitten while he's out uh, playing golf. He gets bitten by a snake that has some sort of venom that literally paralyzes him and brings his heart rate down to such a slow pace. It's mm. like he, it's not even there. And the whole story is written from his point of view as he's completely not able to speak, move nothing as they're taking him in ambulance oh to hospital, God. thinking he's dead all the way up to, to autopsy. No, I'm not familiar with that one, but that's scary, Oh, dude, dude. I got to send that to you. I'll have to figure out which book. I'm sure I got it here. Yeah, I'll have to tell you you which one it is. But so anyway, this story, you know, she was not dead. And so she ends up when she comes back to her brother at the house, she scares the crap out of him. Like he literally ends up dying of a heart attack. And so the friend who was with them, it just like wigs the hell out and takes off. Right. Yeah. And this is all during this huge storm. And then he turns back to watch the house crumble. And and like, well, during the time, I think one of the things in the story was like, he noticed there was a crack that was constantly happening in the house. If I remember correctly. And then later on, he noticed it when he came up to the house in the story, at least he, he noticed the crack and it was like running down to the lake. Dude, it's been a long yeah. time since I, I love Edgar Allan Poe, dude. I, it's been a long time, but anyway, so this film follow it, they changed it up, and one of the things I did was read into it after the fact, and I found that you know the writers kind of had a falling out, so mm-hmm. because of the the creative direction, and one of the directions that the one guy wanted to go was he wanted to change it from brother and sister to husband and wife. Um, so that's what we see here. We see a lot of that same kind of thing play out, except instead of it being the house that's alive in this i think they what it was was the painting the painting was the paranormal thing this thing that like every time he painted her and she looked more vibrant on you know here she was getting more and more sickly in real life to the point where she seemed dead but really what it was was this this sickness that she had right um so yeah it's you know a lot of it parallels some of it they made they took some creative freedoms now that's what the story's about in case people didn't know what it is so what you're talking about here is there's the scene where we start to see kind of this, I don't know if it's, a, it's supposed to emulate madness or what it was, but all of a sudden there was like the imagery of ocean water and then yeah. candles and then trees. And then like, it was all, it was so intense. And I remember thinking to myself, I feel like I'm watching a nine inch nails video or like a tool <laughs> or tool. So if you've ever seen any of nine inch nails videos or tool videos, dude, they're like this, right? Very kind of art school avant-garde, but like, mm-hmm. but more creepy, like, you know, dirty yeah, looking. Yeah, and, grin- and, grungy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's what this had. Uh, so when I'm watching this, so for you, you took this away like, oh, this feels too much like that. For me, I was like, okay, I totally get that. But I don't know why. Immediately, I started thinking Nine Inch Nails and that grungeness to it. And the version I watched had a pretty decent soundtrack. The score was pretty decent that it kind of went with this. and was very creepy okay. that it really lended to, to the overall product of what I was seeing. Like I, I, I didn't come across away from this feeling like if this was not that good, I thought this was pretty, pretty interesting. And I, I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm actually glad you picked it, dude. It was a good way good. to go out. You know, it was a good. totally different thing. You could tell it was filmed differently, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A lot of close-ups on hands. Yep. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Facial things. So let me ask you this: What did your soundtrack, the one that you watched, what did the soundtrack sound like? 
there was a lot of like cello, you know, real deep okay. melancholy stuff. There was kind yeah. of um because there was uh, like four or five versions of this on YouTube, and um, so yeah. I, I started each one to see which one I wanted to watch. And like you said, there was one where instead of title cards like being um, uh, put in English, it was somebody speaking them. Um, and then yeah. there was then uh, there was a couple that had that music. I watched one that had the, the, the intro. The first music was more of like a, a classical guitar. Okay. Um, and it played more along those lines, which was kind of cool because he plays the guitar in the, um, the guitar is actually a, um, a piece of the story. Yeah. Um, and he definitely, and they change it to, so when I listen to, you could hear the guitar too, but the way the kind of, I want, I'm going to be interested to hear what your guitar music sounded like okay. as opposed to the one that mine did, because the one that the way he played it and the way it kept cutting back and forth, it was creepy as shit, dude. I was like, dang, this is like, I couldn't put this is this feels very ahead of its time in terms of like getting across this feeling of real kind of uncomfortableness and and almost dread or or like I don't know dude it was it was uncomfortable and see that kind of comes back into the avant-garde uh, uh, aspect of it because I feel when I when I watch avant-garde films that's usually the impression that I get and what I take away from them is that un, un uh, uneasy feeling um, kind of like off a little bit. Yeah, um, where it makes you feel that way, uh, and and for those to go hand in hand like that, I mean that that would obviously make sense if that's what they were trying to accomplish. Um, I'll be honest, when it started, I was confused as hell as to what was going on. I'm yeah. like, what is happening See, right now? I felt and the then same all the, way. It was just kind of like Usher, and that they didn't really say too much on the in between. Like yeah, they would yeah, say, yeah. "I was going here, Usher, Usher," and then like. It was like, okay, I mean, I get that it was this like hushed, like, oh, the house, right? You're going to this house. But I don't know. It, at the very, very beginning, it was like, what is happening right now? No, I felt then the finally, way. And then there was know, a point once in. he got to the house and it got in and settled a little bit more, It, um, the, the film definitely did get better for me. Yeah, the narrative uh, took off. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, it was better from that point on. The, the beginning, I wasn't too into. Um, again, the fucking quality of the these these versions that we were watching were really terrible. Um, I mean, that's really nothing we could help because I couldn't really find a good version of it. Um, we're watching them on YouTube, right? Uh, like I couldn't even find it on uh, like Amazon to rent. Or yeah, no, I couldn't find it. Any they had the fifties one, the uh, yeah. Vincent Price one in okay. there. But uh, yeah, they didn't have the twenties one, and so you're right. There's different versions to pick from, and depending on which one you picked, it had a different score. It had different title cards. Yeah, yeah. Some of them had them in English. Some of them had them in French. I started watching the very first one that was available on YouTube, and, and, and it was one, all this like with, red, like yeah, it was like the with the red. It had like the poster yeah. on it with the picture. Yeah, it was like and I was like, I don't know film. if this is. I was like, I don't know if this is. So like, like the other ones we watched, where they would. Um, color the film for like indoors outdoors mm. night uh love scenes morning shots they kind of did that with that um, was yours was yours for the catacombs was it super dark blue like a navy blue no mine was just all black and white wow see yeah mine had different colors interesting um, yeah, mine had different colors. Like the first time he he goes into the place uh where he starts to say he he needs to get out to the house of usher um it's got that yellow look because as we saw a lot of times when you go from outside to in, they, yeah, they, they try change to, it. 
So that was that happened. There was a couple of times where it changed throughout. Then when we were doing all the crazy stuff, like there was this one, the one where it kept showing the trees and then okay. something else, then the trees and something. It was all in red. Oh, really? And then it would change like color to, to green, to blue, like all kind of madness, really? dude. So I'm yeah, wondering dude. if they did that after the fact. Whoever posted the video might have done that. Because there was another one know. where they did that, they, they, that, that red one where the thumbnail was red. Yeah. Um, where they did that, I started it, and when he walked into the um, the the inn or bar or whatever yeah. the hell it was, it, it did the orange, like it was yeah. the light from the candles, and but yeah. you could tell that it was done in post production. Yeah, not weird, right? Original. It's weird. Yeah, like yeah. I wonder why we can't have access to the original film on any kind of streaming service or anything. I don't know. I wonder. You know what? The Library of Congress should just get their act together and have a streaming service available for all Yo. the films that are. On in there. the library and like of the, Congress. See, but that the, the problem with that is they'd have to get permission from all the companies that made those films, and they're not going to do uh, that because they're doing their right. own services. And like, nah, because right. then everybody's just going to pay the eight bucks for you and get everything you're instead right. of coming to us individually. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But something like this is in public domain now, right? So true. So public domain films, they should something get like this. We should have now. something. Yeah, we should have an, like dude, somewhere somebody, we can go somebody, and archive. Somebody down the line somewhere is going to be like, oh well, um, I'm Jean Epstein's uh, great great granddaughter, and I'm going to sue you because you didn't ask <laughs> permission of the estate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. What is how does copyright like uh, public domain work from other countries? Because yeah, we're no, talking about America. Point. In America, we have that limit. And so you can go to town and put, you know, Night of the Living Dead in any any of your stuff because it's public domain. Yeah. Um, but what about if another country? And this is a French film, so maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't so know. So, yeah, dude, it's interesting because then I, th- I feel like you may have so part of your experience may have been colored no pun intended tended by any kind of post production that may have been lacking or was put in or even with the music like the music yeah. can really change no, how I you're really seeing can, something dude, dude. Really i'm can. telling you that whole scene where he seems like he gets up and he starts playing and there's like these close up shots of his face and then his hands and like that was very disturbing is every time it did these flashaways and it come back to his hands and he's like just strumming it all like Dude, yeah. I don't know. I'm telling see, you, and, I, I think and, we, we're, when we're done here, we're going to jump on YouTube real quick and see if my version was like, w- did it sound like what you heard? Because it was crazy. Yeah. No, I can I can totally see that. Maybe I need to revisit this one eventually. I'd like to get a, a better quality version of it. Oh, um, for sure. I think that was part of the reason too, just the quality. It was hard to make some of the stuff out. Um, yeah. So it was a little bit harder to follow. I didn't like uh, the... Uh, the fetish that Usher had with his painting. Um, granted, maybe if, if if it was the painting in the movie instead of the house that had the power, I can understand it. However, I didn't like that um, because knowing the story, I came in expecting yeah. the other thing, and that's yeah. what I wanted to see. Because um, that's what I was painting, thinking the dude. whole time. I'm like, this is different. I'm like, okay, so I get it because whenever you have movies and you adapt yeah written works right you have you can do you have creative liberties you can do things to kind of change it and say it's based on this isn't an exact adaptation right so it's based on an edgar Allan poe short story um but yeah i was confused at that too because i was like i don't remember much about the painting why can't i remember anything about the painting see in the story the painting was that he um i don't remember the painting and his friend the, the narrator like 
you know, saw that he was doing his paintings and was into it, was trying to help him comfort, comfort him through his paintings and reading him stories together. And right. Um, but I didn't remember this thing about her because in this movie, it really tried it for me. It came across like they were pushing a paranormal aspect yeah, in terms yeah. of the more he painted her the more she was kind of dying, right? Like she was yeah. disappearing. And there was that whole weird sequence too with the blurring of images and tripling yeah. of images for her. And then there was like this weird kind of like mannequin, right? As one of the stills while she was kind of moving around. It was like really weird. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, double exposures, um, possibly even triple exposures. Yeah. Um, but again, like I didn't, I did not like the painting aspect. If that's <laughs> if that's where the, the the power was coming from, because yeah. when it's with the house, and the house is the one that's given this benevolent um, uh, energy off, right? It it, it, it it to me the story was about the Usher family, and this is the last two people of the Usher family. So now everything that this family has done in their lives is coming full circle, and it's going to get them now, right? Channeling through the house. I don't get that with the painting. Well, you can't get that with the silent film either, right? Because they like so they do. So I noticed. I don't know about yours, but you can. You can if it's done right, dude. I guess it's true. It is done right, and you'd have to use certain passages that kind of help put that story along, right? Like because they did use certain passages from the short story in this, at least in my version. Okay, cool. Uh, Whereas you know it would said this, 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 whatever. So it helps kind of get that story along and get certain ideas across. You can um, totally do it, dude. Even through through dialogue, through um, just the shots. Like yeah. if you had a really good shot of this this traveler coming up to the house, and it's just really like the house is fucking huge in front of him as he's approaching it, very dark mm-hmm. and foreboding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you then you see. go into it, and then you have have uh, Usher say certain things that kind of allude, like yeah, this house is it's a little weird, man. Some weird shit going on. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then and dude. then you can get into that, and you can do that. But they did. So this house did not look foreboding at all to me. You know what? It looked dude, like I this. Was, it looked like this. Li- like a little toy thing that was kind of, and it looked like a hollowed out structure. It didn't even look like a house. It looked like was. this hollowed out tower structure with Christmas lights hanging behind it. At least that's the way it looked on my screen, bro. <laughs> dude, you know what I th- I, I thought because they showed like the house from far away and like you could see the land around it was just to me it didn't look good. It looked like it was decrepit, like like a wasteland. It looked like something out of Fantasia. With oh. fucking um, uh, Mickey name, Mouse. Maybe. No, not Mickey Mouse. Not that Fantasia. Oh. <laughs> um, the Never Ending gotcha. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Mickey Mouse. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I still, I did enjoy this. I, I, I felt like, like the, one of the things I, I, and mentally I told myself as I was finishing it and, and it's like, okay, I want to make sure to mention this was this felt like a good way to end the 20s, you know, to end this silent film era because it does kind of show where they grew in terms of the way they filmed storytelling aspects, right? Their choice of camera, camera mm-hmm. work, certain things that were all close up. And that's one thing I wanted to talk to you. That's one thing I wanted to mention. There was, there was this one shot which was cool because I'd never seen it before in a silent film, not that I've seen many, but, and it was a pushing shot uh, where it was coming into uh, Usher. Yeah. Um, 
where, where I'm trying to think of what part it was at uh, while he's painting. It was after they put his his sister or no his wife in the uh, in the grave. Oh, and he's yeah, painting, and it's and going towards the, shot. the the painting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was like, damn, dude, I don't. That, that's a little advanced. That's like dolly work. You know what I mean? For that, time that was period. pretty sweet. You know what I thought was awesome yeah. too? It, just how it looked, dude. Is at the end when they're really trying to kind of convey the fact that the house is starting to catch fire, right? And the yeah. way it looked like the silhouetted kind of figures of, of Roderick and his friend and this monstrous looking fireplace behind him with like, at least that's what it came across to me. Was that with that big white thing? Yeah. yeah right. And it's all that's on what fire. I thought it was. Yeah. And then here she comes real slow, kind of ghostly. Right. And there's all this like flames yeah. all around. I thought it looked great in that. Like there's, there's certain t- things to this that it just felt like a patchwork st- of different styles of filming, right? So like you said, we're used to this when we think of avant-garde or that art school, that art film, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the one that has where there was the imagery of like the trees and the water and a up of the guitar hand, like all these quick flashes. That's what we think of. Right. Um, Yeah. But then there was this other piece to it that was very much some of the old school, earlier 20 stuff we saw that kind of the depiction of madness where we would do these real close-ups on the face and these eyes and these expressions. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, the yeah. way I love that dude, every time he was the painting and it kept cutting to him, I was just like, dude, this guy's face, just his expression is just, this is kind of like super intense, but the choice to continue to stay on it, like he would do it and then cut away and show what he's painting and come back to it and his back and forth and back and forth. And it, went on longer than it needed to but it really started to mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable like okay this guy's like he's not he's not doing he's he's not all there right now um yeah you know yeah. i thought that stuff was good but then you have things like these shots that are just like like you said these these tracking shots or the the imagery of just the way they're silhouetted with the fire and her coming out of like this kind of ghostly the image coming out of the darkness dude it's like it was like yeah. all these different styles that because because like I said, that fire doesn't fit with the flashing imagery that looked like a Nine Inch Nails video. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, the yeah, beginning yeah. of the film where there was a whole lot of close ups like the beginning had a lot of close ups, close ups for like you couldn't see his whole face. It was like from here down or like his just his hands or there was one mm-hmm. time it was doing a close up of something. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, is that the arm of an armchair or something? I can't I don't even know what it is. I couldn't even tell you. I, yeah. I I couldn't tell you what that was, really. <laughs> yeah, and and again, that might be another thing for me that that just uh, like all these blendings of different, and maybe it has to come from the fact that I wasn't prepared for that coming gotcha. in. Maybe if I had known that, like there is, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Um, it's not nineteen seventeen, but there was another World War Two movie done by Christopher Nolan. Okay. Um, uh, Dunkirk. And if you don't go into that movie knowing that they play with linear storytelling, uh, non-linear storytelling, you're going to be confused. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, so maybe if I'd come into this movie knowing that you were about to get that, an art piece. <laughs> well, an art piece, and to watch it for that and watch it as that. Mm. Um, again, you had certain expectations going into Nosferatu. Yeah, maybe I just yeah. had certain expectations with this and they were just uh filled by the wayside you know what i mean no i totally get that dude yeah i went into this with zero expectation to be honest with you i i thought we were going to get something more along the lines of phantom carriage again and i don't know why right because that's early it's six years this is six years later um but again 
you know, the style of acting, like even the, like even some of the things they did with, um, the choice for what these Pete like characters looked like, right? Like the, the whole Victorian area, the top hat look that like that look like there was the one scene at the very beginning where I just kept feeling like, I feel like I'm watching a Christmas Carol. Like these characters look like they're (laughs) in a Christmas Carol. Right. Or then when you saw the doctor, right? Like he was a creepy looking dude, man, that bald dude with the little circle glasses, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, what a yeah, creepy yeah. looking weirdo. Yeah, he was weird. And there were some shots where like when he was uh when they were hammering the, the yeah, nails down in the coffin yeah. and he's like got his hand up and he's looking and at the dude. They're just staring, like, oh, dude. This dude's yeah, off. Dude. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then paired with the way the music went, dude, I'm telling you, man, I really I I finished this going like, man, that was different. Like that so it was cool. That's a cool way to come out of the twenties. It wasn't the same stuff we saw before. There was a lot of different things to it. Um you know what I mean? Like it just felt it. I don't know. Yeah. For me, I really did. I enjoyed this. I thought this was pretty cool. I would definitely watch it again. And like I said, before we get out of here, I'm going to, I want to check in on that just to see if it's the same music or, or soundtrack oh, yeah. you heard. Well, if you like this one, go check out the, uh, there was actually another house of the fall, fall of the house of Usher. Yeah. Sorry. Fall of the house of Usher released in 1928 as a black and white silent film. That is even more. The 15 minute one. Yes, it's even more so avant-garde than this one. So you liked this one in that aspect. Go check Dude, it out. was funny because I watched the one that we watched, right? That ver- the French version. And then I thought to myself, and then when I was going through uh, uh, Wikipedia, I wanted to read some about the making of it because I thought, why did they change? Why was it a, a, a husband? And Well, actually, what I did first was I was just like, let me just go check real quick. And I came, I have a huge book over here, The Complete Works of Edgar Allan Poe, Right. I went all the okay. way through oh, there. I got, I got one. I got a Yeah, I went through there, me. and sure enough, it's sister. I'm like, okay, so I'm not wrong. Like, I remember this, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So then I go to Wikipedia, and I'm like, all right, so let me see why they changed it. And so then I saw that piece. But then the other thing I saw was that there was another movie in 1928 done by this other guy. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. oh, shit. I forgot to check in with Jim to see, like, which version are we watching? <laughs> Dude, that would have been hilarious, funny. though, if we had watched two different versions of the film, right? <laughs> oh yeah and even when we got on you kind of scared me there i'm like fuck you watch this yeah, <laughs> yeah i was messing with you Shit. um but dude yeah yeah i'll 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 end my thoughts in this film saying that i did enjoy it it was it was a good story it's a different version so again this is not the exact version of fall of the house of usher by poe uh they took certain liberties um there's a lot of there's times here where you'll you will be confused you're not going to kind of understand what part of the story they're trying to convey um mm-hmm. But they, it does follow a lot of the beats. You know, it follows the idea that there's something weird with the house. Uh, but again, it, it felt more directed toward the toward the painting in this. Um, they do play with the, the big storm that comes in, the shrieking. So remember when he's reading the story yes. in the in, yep. in the short in Poe's story, like the idea that the shrieking of the dragon and the thing, you know, you hear the wind shrieking, and this dude, the brother, is like convinced that you know it's it's the screams, and so like the same thing here, you know, he's convinced that that's the, the sound of, of his uh, wife calling him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. I like that scene too, when that happens, right. And they open the window and, and it's storming and he's just like pointing out kind of go- like creepy looking, you know, they're both in the window and he's pointing out at the, at the, in the distance. Um, they're playing, they're playing with, with, with narrative and storytelling. Yeah. It's basically what they're doing. Yeah. He tries to get you and, to and feel. if you can appreciate that. Yeah. And you, if you can appreciate that and go into it as something different than, than, than 
a normal film. Exactly. To a certain extent. Because it was like, like you said, it was a weird blend of like avant-garde and regular, exactly. regular storytelling. And it's supposed you know? to evoke certain ty- types of like terror or intrigue yeah. or uncomfortableness, right? And so it happens. And so it's going to throw you off if you're just sitting here watching a movie that you think is just a regular narrative. And then all of a sudden there's exactly. these flashes yeah. of imagery, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I did. I enjoyed it. 1928, closing out the 20s with Fall of the House of Usher. I was like, yes. all right. I mean, not bad, not bad. It's it felt like yeah. nine. I bet you I could take the imagery and put Nine Inch Nails music to it, and it would look badass. If you could get good quality good footage from the film, yeah, that'd be pretty damn cool, right? dude. <laughs> <laughs> or Tool or some shit like that. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going. So next time, dude, uh, we're going in, back into the eighties. Yes, nineteen eighty-one. Yes, Cronenberg's Scanners. <sighs> Have you seen this? I've never seen a Cronenberg film. I've, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's um, pretty bad of me to say. I, I only remember two things out of that movie, right? Was, I remember one thing, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah, is the original or what the idea is behind the movie, and then two, that scene, the the famous scene that everybody knows if you've ever yes. heard or seen anything to do with Scanners. So we're doing it. 1981, we're coming back with Scanners. Looking forward to it. Before we get out of here, uh, you got anything to promote? Anything that you want people oh, to check out? Um, uh, uh, check out our social medias. Watch out for Bingo. Instagram. That'll be up shortly. Um, OOTS pod on Instagram um, and out of the shadows on Facebook. Uh, the image for them, the logo is basically the same one that you see on the uh, whatever podcasting app you're listening to us yep, on. Yep. Um, other than that, I don't believe I have anything. Just stay safe. Be good to each other. There you go. And uh, don't be an asshole. And you can always find us at BICBP-radio.com. We've got our show up there. There's also a bunch of other other shows at the network. Uh, Utter. And there's a bunch of other shows at the <laughs> network. Uh, go check them out. Uh, you know, check out some other stuff out there. See if there's anything else you like. Um, what oh, else? Oh, hey, and um, I'm still here. I survived my ghost hunt. Oh, um, oh. I didn't bring anything back as far as I know yet. We got to um, talk about that ASAP. Yeah. Um, I'll get you yeah. on History Creeps to talk about that, dude. That'd be fun. I'd yeah. like to hear yeah, all about it. Fun. Um, okay, so yeah, definitely check out the website. Check out the social media, Twitter and Facebook. Instagram coming soon for Out of the Shadows. Uh, also, uh, get on Slasher, guys. Go on Slasher and come find me. Let's talk. Let's talk podcasts. Let's talk episodes. Let's talk movies. Other than that, we're going to see you guys next week. Until then, keep your eye on the shadows. 